Um, and lastly, but not least, this morning we have a guest speaker. Um, Brandon Bowers is here, and he is from Lighthouse Ministries. Um, he's been a blessing to, their ministry has been a blessing to us. Our youth has gone and led a service there before. Um, we've got a, a few Broadway members who are staff members at Lighthouse. So it's a ministry that we, we support and we are grateful to have in our city. Um, and I'll let Brendan speak a little bit more about what they do before he shares the word with us. Let us give a warm welcome to Brendan as he comes to share God's word with us. Good morning. We have some slides that should be coming here shortly. Wanted to talk a little bit about the lighthouse so that way you know where I'm coming from. But I, I remember back when um, Ryan told me that he wanted me to speak because he was leaving y'all for a little bit. And then I met with Simpson. He said, I want you to speak on one another's. And I thought, that's strange. If I were to pick one church in Fort Wayne that is a one another church, it would be Broadway. But um, then I started thinking more, well, maybe Broadway is a one another church because they speak often on the one another's. <laughs> so anyway, so the lighthouse, what is the lighthouse? We are celebrating our 10th year helping those in our community who struggle with life altering issues. We have several different things that we offer. First off, it's residential housing. We have 28 beds for guys who struggle with addiction. We offer faith-based addiction services. Now, when you come to the lighthouse, it's not like a typical counseling session. You're going to be loved on. You're going to be loved on a lot. And you're going to, we're going to turn to God's word and talk to you about what God has to say about the struggles that you're having. That is the heartbeat behind our ministry, is that biblical focus towards counseling and addiction. We also have a food bank. We, we, we reached a milestone last week. We gave out one ton of food last week, which is just a huge amount. Um, yeah. But not only that, it, it drained our supplies. So, so keep, keep us in prayer. If you're going to the grocery store, pick up a couple extra things for us. But not only did we give out one ton of food, we also had a gentleman who came in to get food, give his heart to Jesus at our food bank this week. And that's so exciting. We also give clothing to those in need. So we, we recently had a family come in. They lost everything to a house fire. We were able to get them clothes for the week to get them set up and started over. Uh, we do biblical counseling. We do jail visitation and writing, employment training, and community connection. This might be a little hard to see. If you go on our website, you'll see it. But this is the heartbeat behind what we do. Everything's based out of the Matthew 25 passage, and it tells us to do five things as believers visit the sick clothe the naked care for the stranger feed the hungry and care for those in prison that is the heartbeat behind what the lighthouse does and i'm excited that broadway is a supporter of of what we do here so a little about me but i wanted to tell you about my family uh, my wife is here she's joined us today of almost 20 years uh, we're celebrating in about three days 
And my three kids couldn't join us because they are serving elsewhere in the community this Sunday morning, but we're grateful to have them. We started the Lighthouse 10 years ago. It was a leap of faith for um, us. We sold our house. We moved into a small two-bedroom apartment with three children. Uh, I quit my job, and we thought, we're going to do this. And I don't think my wife knew, but I was terrified. Uh, But God has blessed, and he's continued to bless us. This is our team at the Lighthouse. We're getting ready to hire our 29th person this next week. We're really excited about that. How can you help? There's, there's a list of things. Um, we, love, we love it when our churches step up and help the Lighthouse. Broadway's no exception. Food drives, chapel meals, uh, clothing donations, volunteer for, with us, pray for us, um, give. There, there's a nice little, um, Debbie Lemon's in the crowd somewhere. She, she designed this little QR thingy. I, I'm, I'm old school. I don't know anything about it. But if you click it, it'll take you to our website and you can figure all that stuff out. But we're excited about the support you have uh, given to the Lighthouse. Not to mention our family thrift stores. We've got some avid thrift store shoppers here um, from from the beginning. We're we're grateful. Uh, The the thrift stores support our work. We can't do our work without the funds that come through our thrift stores. So if you're a thrifter, please shop with us. If you're not, please donate with us, and we're excited. Uh, Jill Denny's car is here, so we could load it up um, after service in the next couple weeks, and she'll deliver it to us. And last but not least, we like to have fun at the Lighthouse. So th- this is, um, is um, Dress-A-Coworker Day. So a um, couple of our Broadway um, gals that work for the Lighthouse uh, got dressed up in interesting fashion this last week. So we're excited about that. To see all the pictures, go to our Facebook page. We'd love to have you join in on that. And then just some contact information for us. So if you have any questions, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to chat with you about what God is doing at the Lighthouse. We'd love you to join our team, and we'd love to continue to work for our Savior together. Okay, one anothering. One anothering happens together in community. I think it's a perfect example um, there at the Lighthouse. We, we have people come to the Lighthouse because they need community. We have a volunteer that comes almost every day, and it's because she needs community. She has found community at the Lighthouse. She shows up and she participates because of community. I think of um, a gal named Peggy. Peggy came in the other day with bright blue hair, um, about, about the color of my shirt, actually, and she just wanted to show us her new hair because we are her friends. I think of Shay, who came in not long ago, and she was hungry, and she ate five hamburgers at our community chapel meal. Pregnant, single mom, hungry. I think of Colin, who came in not knowing how to shave, and we had our case manager teach him how to shave. I I think of um, Harold, who served our military for 40 years of his life and who struggled deeply with leaving the military and the structure, who has found a home at the White House and sobriety. These are our neighbors. These are our friends. This is community, and one anothering happens in community. So my challenge today, as we talk about renewing our minds, we're going to tie it back to community here in a second, but I want you to challenge yourself on how and what community you have that can join you in renewing your mind. So Romans 12, 2, 
It's right up here on the screen, but feel free to turn to it in Scripture. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. That's the passage we're going to base today's sermon off of. Would you join me in prayer before we get into that? Dear Heavenly Father, as, as we talk about the one anothering of community and the renewing our minds, help us to have open hearts as to um, what you're sharing with us today. Um, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's a, there's a really good guy. His name's Randy Murphy. He often does things in this community. But he said this, and it stuck with me. The battleground for every believer... It's his mind. What you think determines what you do and how you feel. This is very biblical. And, and one of the things that we talk to the men at our program with is, how do you deal with these thoughts? Well, you deal with the thoughts by dealing with the mind and having a mind of Christ. So we're going to dig into this a little deeper. So big idea, our sinful behavior stems from our sinful thinking. You got that? Sinful behavior stems from our sinful thinking. I want to tell you a story. So I uh, started the lighthouse um, roughly 10 years ago, married my wife almost 20 years ago, and I have been sober for 23 years. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting thing. God has been faithful. Several years ago, after married, had a few kids, been sober for, let's say, 18, 19 years, um, started this ministry, you know, the, the guy in Fort Wayne that's supposed to be this addiction guru, right? I walk into the gas station and I see something I'd never seen before. Hard apple cider. Now, you got to understand, I love apples. I love apple pie. I love apple crisp. I love apple juice and apple cider and when I saw hard apple cider, it made me stop. I had it drank for many, many years. And I thought, wow, that looks good. And I stopped and I looked at it. I picked it up and I wanted to see how much alcohol was really in hard apple cider, right? It couldn't be that much. Maybe I could justify it. Well, that's the beginning of the story. We'll continue the story throughout tonight, today, but um, the first step in renewing our mind is recognizing that sinful behavior stems from sinful thinking. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this, the heart of man is desperately wicked and deceitful. Proverbs 23 talks about how evil behaviors start from within. Here I was faced with a choice. Am I going to choose to trust God or am I going to choose to fulfill the lusts of my flesh? So the first step in renewing is to choose to trust God. So I'm, I'm grateful. I will let you know I sat the hard apple cider down, got the gas or whatever I was in there for and left. But... The mind and heart is deceitfully wicked, right? I thought about it. And I thought about it. For days and days and days I thought about this. And it led to an obsession. Found myself wanting to drive back by. And, 
And, and finally, I did what I knew I needed to do. I told my wife. Now, she doesn't remember this. I asked her not long ago if she remembered this, and she doesn't. And that's not the point. The point was I told on myself, right? I said, hey, there was something that caught my heart's attention, and I, I just needed to let you know. Then I went to the lighthouse, and I talked about my struggles with hard apple cider by seeing it on the shelf. And I, I started letting my community know one anothering helps us when we're struggling. So not only do I need to choose to trust God, I also need to obey his commands. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, right? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Where was I finding my satisfaction in that moment? It was not in my Savior, it should have been, but it was in some mythical thing that I wanted to, to satisfy my deepest cravings. So as I'm working through this, learning to trust God and obey his commands, we, we, we think of some different passages. Isaiah 6 talks about how God's character is perfect and he is holy. So then that makes you think, if I'm struggling with something, now I bet that there are people in this room who are struggling with something. It is, it is part of the human condition, right? We struggle. So if I'm struggling and you're struggling and God is perfect, I, I, I think there's a common denominator here. We need to learn to trust him, to turn to him because he is perfect, he created us, he formed us in our mother's wombs, and he designed us and knows every, every small little piece about us. He knows our struggles. And we also see that his commands are designed for our best interest. I grew up in uh, the beautiful state of West Virginia. Has anyone ever been to West Virginia? A couple of y'all. Um, one of the things I love about West Virginia is the mountains. And one of the things I hate about West Virginia is the mountains in the winter. So, so they, they've created this thing called a guardrail that they put along the roads in West Virginia so that when you're slipping and sliding down the mountain, you don't fly off into all eternity, right? I'm thankful for those guardrails. They protect us. They give us a sense of Safety. A lot of people look at what God tells us, his commands, his guidance in scripture and say, I don't want a God who wants to control and ruin my life. He keeps me from having fun. He keeps me from enjoying life. I don't want to do anything with that guy. But if we really think about it, God's instructions are just guardrails for our protection. And when we align our life with what Christ has to say, we are living in a safe space. It may not be easy, but it's safe. And we know because God is perfect and his commands are designed for our best interest that we are, we are in an amazing place. 
His promises we also see in Scripture are unfailing. And his wisdom is far greater than ours. And you know what? His love for you is out of this world. See, here is the the being that created us, that formed us, that loved us, that designed us to walk and talk and be in one anothering with him, right? Well, you know the story. Adam and Eve chose to sin, pride. They, they, They chose to stop following God. Um, the, the link between God and man was broken, but God wasn't happy. He designed a cosmic plan to step out of heaven, to come to earth, to live a sinless life, to die a tragic death as a, what, what scripture says, a propitiation. Now that's a really big word. And when you're supposed to be doing preaching, you're supposed to explain big words. So propitiation means a perfect substitute. He stepped out of heaven, lived a perfect life, died an awful death as the perfect substitute for us. He bought us back from our sinful life. Now a God who would do that for me must love me dearly. And a God who would do that for you must love you dearly. And when we're choosing to obey his commands. It is our way of saying, thank you for your deep love and sacrifice for me. So when I was talking to Simps about the sermon, he he, he gave me a great sermon illustration, so I'm going to steal it, but it's really his brainchild, okay? But I've heard it before, so I think he stole it from someone else. (laughs) But he talked about how our relationship with God is vertical, And our relationship with others is horizontal. And the vertical and the horizontal give us a picture of what happened on the cross. And it was all for me. It was all for you. The next step is to practice renewing our minds. Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things above. So here I am, desiring hard apple cider. I caught myself. I told on myself. Now I had to deal with my mind. You know, Scripture says to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's a hard thing to do. But let me tell you, if Scripture says to do it, it's not impossible. Scripture also says things like, brothers and sisters, think on things that are good. Think on things that are worthy to be thinking about, praiseworthy, um, kind things. So when I found myself thinking about the gas station and the hard apple cider, I replaced that thought with something else, something that was lovely, beautiful, something that was praiseworthy. See, our minds should not oppose the mind of Christ. We should be in line with Christ. We need to renew our thoughts. We need to confess our sins one to another. This is where the the other line comes into play, the one anothering. I remember um, I hired Miss Jill Denny. You know Jill, right? I'd asked her to stand, but she still probably wouldn't be seen. Um, 
I, I remember I hired Jill and she brought her family and she was, she was all involved with the lighthouse and, and there was a conflict. And I remember coming in and I saw on Jill's face, something's not right. And she pulled me aside and she said, you've been mean to some people. And I went, oh, okay, well tell me because I don't remember. Um, and she shared the situation and I, and I think it was a misunderstanding, but here was a one anothering event, right? She came to me, said, something's not right, let's fix it. You know, she'd only been working for me for a couple weeks. And I thought, the nerve of that gal. <laughs> but as I got to know Jill, I, I deeply respected that she was bold enough and cared enough about me to say, hey, brother, let's look at something that may not be working right. We're called to confess our sins to one another. This is the heart of one anothering, brothers and sisters. Now, I also want to, uh, to, to give you some caution. Broadway has some prayer places, right? They don't have a podium to stand up and share all of our stuff. And that's probably for good reason. We're to fest, confess to God and have support from one another. But we also have to be careful. Not everyone that hears what we have to say is going to have our best interest in mind. I remember um, I was struggling as an as a early 20s teen, teen adult-ish right in that age. And I thought, I'm going to go talk to someone. And I went to my church and there was this guy named Victor. I love Victor. He's a great guy. He was standing at the front of the church every time I walked in greeting me. And I said, I'm going to go talk to Victor because I need someone to talk to. Went up to Victor and he, you know, shook, stuck out his hand. How's it going, brother? And I said, you know, this is the worst week of my entire life. And he said, well, I hope it gets better. And he was gone. I learned that moment that Victor wasn't the person that I was going to one another with, right? He was a friendly face, a good friend, but not a one another guy. About a week later, this elderly lady came up to me and she said, what is wrong with you? I was hurting. So I shared and, and she came alongside me and, and counseled me and gave me some advice and, and we did this one another thing, right? She instructed me. I took instruction. Interestingly now, she's, she's older. She's having some issues. She's coming to me for one anothering advice. This is what brothers and sisters are to do. And part of it is confessing our sins to one another. What happens when I share my, my deepest, darkest struggles with someone who loves me and cares for me? They're going to come alongside me and care for me and hold me accountable, right? As Christians, we are most successful when we're one anothering, when we're sharing with others. It helps us to renew our minds. It helps us to connect with others, and, and others help us to connect to God. Confess our thoughts to him. He promises to forgive. 1 John 1, 9, amazing promise. Connect with others, and they help us along life's journeys. And then it's just a practice. We're not going to get it right. 
one of the biggest misconceptions about Christianity, about living sober, about living sin, sinless lives, is that we can do it and we shouldn't mess up. Oh, we're going to mess up. And when we have others around us to point us back to Christ, we're going to do amazing things. This is one of the tools we use at the Lighthouse to help others when they're struggling in renewing their mind. I hope you can see it. First off, we're to catch the thought. We're to confess the thought. We're to claim the Holy Spirit's power over that thought. We're to force our mind to change. And we're to repeat the process. So there's going to be a test afterwards. So I want you to get this because it's really important. Catch your thoughts. Confess your thoughts. Claim the Holy Spirit's power over your life. Force your mind to change and repeat. And we do this as long as we're struggling in our minds. This is the thought-stopping process, right? The renewing our mind process, the call it whatever you want. This is the tool we use to renew our minds with Scripture-based at the Lighthouse. I think it's so useful. One of the things my wife taught me, and, and it's one of many, 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 many things, is um, that we need to preach the gospel to ourselves daily. It's part of this process, right? Part of the claiming the Holy Spirit's power. If we are not speaking truth to ourselves, if we're not preaching to ourselves, renewing the gospel daily, we're in trouble. I've watched my wife do this over the years. She's stronger because of it. I'm stronger because of it. There's a, there's a book that I picked up. It is called The Gospel Primer. It is a book we use at the Lighthouse. It's, it's our devotional book for the guys. But it is a book I've read multiple times in my life. It's a daily short snippet of the gospel. And if you don't have it, you can buy it on Amazon, I think, like, like seven bucks. Uh, we do sell it at the Lighthouse if, if you don't, don't want to pick it up on Amazon. Um, I'm sure Simps could buy you a bunch of copies um, as part of his one anothering, right? Um, but I would recommend picking up this book. It's called The Gospel Primer. It is a daily gospel reading. And if we need anything else, we need the gospel daily in our lives. And finally, brothers and sisters, ask for help. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, follow me as I follow Christ. There are some men and women in this church who are following Christ with all their hearts, souls, and minds. If you want to follow Christ, follow those men and women as they are pursuing Christ. It is that one anothering, right? We need each other. We need each other to point us to the Savior. Sin doesn't just happen. It slowly creeps into your life. We need one another to help identify the slow creeping sins that we are prone to. Be aware. It is so important. We need each other. And we need a Savior who loves us desperately. So, number one, if you don't know the Savior, it would be the joy of my heart to talk to you about our Savior this morning. Or Simps or any of the elders here would love to chat with you about 
our Savior. That's the most important decision you'll ever make. He loves you so much. If you do know the Savior and don't have a connection with other people, I am sure Broadway can connect you in some way. And if for some reason they don't, come over to the lighthouse and we'd love to connect you some way as well. Or maybe do both because we can't be connected to too few of people. Well, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you deeply and your support of the lighthouse is fantastic. Um, I told Jill and Debbie last week that if I need to hire anyone else, I'll just go to Broadway. Um, well, I was joking, but um, over the weekend we lost an employee. So if you're interested in a job, let me know. We'd love to hire another Broadway person. Thank you so much. And, and I will be around if you'd like to chat. We would love to talk to you about the lighthouse, about our savior, about one another.